Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the absolute legend himself, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Hello, Marcus. Great. Sunny Sydney. Oh, Sunny Sydney is awesome. I've had a wonderful three days. I have, Damo, the great privilege of saying that we have, I have right beside me, one of the great... (laughs) One of the great men of the world. He's one of your great mates. He's one of my great mates. I have got Dr. Lawrence Tam, co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys, alongside us as well. Oh, that's exciting. Did you guys wake up together? Yeah, we did in the same bed. How are you, Hey, good morning, good morning. Let's not spread any rumors. Uh, it's, it's funny, when you were, introdu- you were introducing, Marcus was introducing, and I thought he was actually going to talk about me, but then I realized that the rock star of himself, Damien Christoph, is on the show too. Now, this might be a tricky episode for our listeners to listen to, because we've got two rock stars on the podcast, and I'm not sure how I'm going to um, give you guys equal airtime. I'll have to mediate my way through this. but That's I'll- easy. We just press end, end call, and we'll just talk. <laughs> 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 but Damo, I wanted to have LT on this morning because he is in a very similar predicament to you, Damo. When we sort of predicament, why would you say this that? is a very tricky predicament, <laughs> right? That many people have have experienced going forward, and the predicament that LT finds himself in, Damo, yes, is that he is thirty nine. This is. <laughs> so we thought, what better opportunity to speak to someone who has gone through or is going through the trials and, and tribulations that you did, Damo, because when we did this podcast, you were 39. I was, and when we started it. You were hesitant of turning 40, but by the time you got there, after doing 30 or 40 episodes of 100 Not Out, you were absolutely convinced that the rest of your life truly will be the best of your life, and it was bang, no worries. You weren't getting any of this all downhill from here. You know, the best years are Over behind you. Over the hill. Hump. Over the hill. So I actually just thought we'd get on our tee this morning just to keep him accountable to make sure that Mr. Mindset is actually spot on here and he's actually flying along. So LT. Well, it's it's always good to actually have uh, Damien Christoph a little bit ahead of me, so I can just see uh, how, how how he handles. Uh, what, so your hair's going to start falling out. Yeah, that's and... just scary, isn't it? It's very very scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so you know, honest, uh, you know, the... I'd, I'd love to see you bald, actually. I say. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So um... mention <laughs> the product sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Hey, uh, I just have to share a little secret here. I've been silently observing. I've been here with LT for three oh, or four days. Oh, here we days. go. And Damo, he's gone through three tubs of American crew yeah. wax while yeah. we've been here. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen to the sponsorship if he does lose it. That's so <laughs> funny. I was just wondering, does his hair look that good in the morning when he wakes up? You know what? I am actually... <laughs> See, it does. It no, does. it does not. It does. <laughs> he wakes up exactly the same. It's just the same. It's the same does he all day. Put cu- like slice of cucumber on his eyes when he goes to bed, or what? What does he do? Listen, I'm not Karen Smith here. This easy. Here. Um, no, because I actually, I, what I do is I get up at five, secretly do my hair so that I uh, get back in bed. So Marcus, when he when he wakes up, he you know he sees me perfect. I go, yep, he is Mr. Perfect. All right, I know this is a 20 minute podcast, so let's get right to this. Yeah, uh, okay. So I'll tell you, I'm gonna ask you seriously. You're 39. You yep. are. You have one of the. You have one of the most resilient mindsets that I know, and one of the most inspired brains going around. But do you ever feel like you're buying into the belief that you're getting old? Honestly, um, I think when I turned 39, there was that like that moment of thinking that yeah, oh 
crap, 40's coming around the corner because it's a change in number. That's that's what it is. That, that was the moment in time. Um, I haven't thought about it since then. As it was that on the 39th birthday, um, that was a, a thought that definitely crossed my mind. Um, and also the time, I think, when Damien turned 40, knowing that, you know, friends... You know, friends of mine are actually turning forward. That also crossed my at that point crossed my mind. So it's there because I think society puts it there. Yeah. You know, even the way you introduced it, it's like you know, it's it's coming or it's the over the hill. It's you know, it's the the whole mindset of, of us changing to a new decade. But you know, I had the fortunate, um, uh, I, I guess, in the last couple of years, a couple of years ago, I had a, a chance to you know spend some time with Jeff Spencer and um, you know who. Kind of, we started the show with Inside Champions Mind. Now, obviously, you, Marcus, is the co-host of that, and um, you know, he talked about this this thing about the the the, the decades. I can't remember what exactly what he called it, but he said that every decade you you change, you evolve into something different, and you every decade also has a, um, a almost like a purpose, you know. So it's like a yeah. I think of it like business, right? You know, the first few years of a business is the startup. We call it the startup, you yeah. know, and there's always some struggles and it's okay to be poor. It's okay to be, you know, resilient and, you know, just give it your all. But then, yeah. but then after about the first three to five years, you survive that first little bit. You kind of go through the next phase of, you know, like stability, you know, you get some stability da, 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 and then you create, you know, legacy you know, and then you give back. Like, look at Bill Gates and what he's done over for for Microsoft and uh, Steve Jobs. Same thing. They started off in garages and you know stuff, and we kind of love that origin story. And so I think of like life the same way. Like, you know, we started off. You know, when we were in twenties, we don't think about our health typically. I didn't. Yeah. Well, I kind of did because yeah. I studied health, yeah. but it was more like you know I'll be okay if we did this or did that, right? Yeah. But in your thirties, all of a sudden something changes because you know all of a sudden your focus starts to go. It's about family. It's about kids. It's yeah. about you know kind of getting stable. It's not about going out partying anymore. You know, yeah. and uh, and then I think I see forty as another evolution of where I'm going and you can kind of tell like that you can see the way my business is um, the way my career is going it changes to that next level and you know for me I see it as an opportunity to I feel honestly I feel like in the last sort of say two to three years the youngest I've ever felt that in terms of you know in terms of my life um, I feel stronger healthier um, in this last sort of three to five year period than I ever have in time in my life. You know, I was, you know, in, in my high school years, I, I was, you know, I wasn't like chubby, like I was a bit chubby, like, you know, I wasn't like the skinny, you know, skinny fit or anything. Um, my Did bro- you have, um, your nickname was Sumo, wasn't it? Was yeah, it no, no, that was my yeah. brother. <laughs> my brother was a pretty big kid. I, I'm not that I was saying I was like, over, like massively overweight or anything, but I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that healthy, you know, yeah. and so I didn't really start You were average. Let's be yeah, honest. I was, I was just, average. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so imagine, that. imagine LTB mediocre. Oh, Can you I imagine know. that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> I think we all. Yeah, this, that was a startup phase. That was a startup phase. No, so I think that for me, it's you know the challenges are, are ahead of me. Is is um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. And I think that's one of the key things. You know, you talk about yes. being in this in in you know in this podcast talking about 100 not out, and I've been thinking about I you know what do you guys talk about and how to stay you know how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. You talk about, and um, I think. You know, one of the ways is to to actually have some sort of purpose and some sort of vision of where you want to go. But here's my flip on it, though. I think in today's world, in today's technology, and the way how the world is changing so fast, I can't fathom thinking what's going to be lying ahead when I'm 100 at the yep. moment. I remember listening to um, a long time ago when I was in, in uh, you know, I think it was in chiropractic college or university or at some point, you know, someone says, you know, Sony. You know, the person who, I can't remember his name, who started Sony, but, you know, Sony, uh, the, uh. 
president. Mr. Marita. Yeah. Right. He, he started Sony. He had a 300-year plan. Yeah. Right, so he had a plan for Sony um, that was beyond his life, and I thought, "Wow, that's amazing!" You know, I'm like, well, "I should do a 300-year plan." Yeah. And then after a few years, I'm thinking, "I can't even think of what's going to happen in the next five years." Yeah. You know, because things are so changing. I, and I, I would, I look back five years ago, thinking, "Would I be? Would I have? Would I have predicted my life to be here five years ago?" There's no way. You know, I wouldn't have predicted my life to be here three years ago, and so. You know, I think it's important that you know your future is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. That's one important thing. But I don't think you need to necessarily be totally clear of what the next 10, 20, 30 years need to be look like. Like, you know, I think you can have a, you know, conceptual idea. Yes. But I don't think you need to be, you know, succinct of exactly how it is. But I do think the next year to three years, I think that's a really important time to really know that's where we should be. This is what what I find really interesting to put some context behind everything you say, LT, is that uh, Damo and I often talk about the study where people were asked as they age they become less useful or as they age they become less valuable. And to cut a long story short, when Yale uh, University did this study, they found that the people that had the the disempowered view of aging or the disempowered view of getting older or the lack of belief that the rest of their life would be the best of their life, they died seven and a half years younger than those that really were looking forward to to, um, the rest of their life or those that did feel like like you said that they had some vision and it doesn't have to be some immortal vision or some 300 year vision or even a five year vision but just even your vision for today that you are looking forward to today that you're looking forward to what you're doing or just having something that you like that you're dedicated to even if it's not long term at least even in the very short term you know you know, as a chiropractor, I, I saw a lot of clients, and this is through observation of just being in practice in the last 12 years, is that looking at clients, I saw, especially the, you know, you know quote-unquote older clients, um, that retires. You know, I really see a shift in them uh, when they retire. Uh, on two groups of people, one, the one group of people is when, if they really, they, when they retire and they're happy and they actually have something for them to do, like something active. You know, I, want, I can think of one client who, um, who is actively, um, he went to, he was like a, a top, you know, one of the top executives of Commonwealth Bank. And, uh, and he, when he retired, he went and actually started, uh, you know, make, making like wooden toys, wooden beds and furniture in his garage wow. to, uh, for his kids, his grandkids. That's start, how it started. And people started asking him to, to do that. And he found purpose yeah. right, for himself, even though it was in a totally different purpose yeah. in terms of, you know, being a top executive at a you know, major bank in the world yeah. um, to just doing stuff that he loved. And he's, you know, he's still youthful and still love and doing things. But there's also the other side, which is when they retire have like don't know what to do with themselves they don't know what they just potter around doing things try and feel the space exactly see it oftentimes when um a significant other passes on um you know they lose a partner and if they if they see themselves as they they lost their true love obviously it is but then but there's nothing else to live for you can see their health deteriorate in a really short period of time between two to five years uh and you can really clearly see that and it's um you know i saw i saw that as a you know, there's no, I don't know, it wasn't a study, but it was just looking and observation going, hey, that's exactly what happens. Um, and and uh, I had to make sure that I was clear that we needed to ensure that we have to have some sort of, not just purpose, but also something to look forward to year after year. And there's got to be that vision. Isn't that interesting? Oh, just heard myself twice. Sorry about that. Uh, isn't that interesting that um, LT noticed that MP? Because we have found over the last you know, a year and a bit of uh, interviewing uh, people who are aging beautifully 
that it is one of those, you know, what what LT was saying there is one of the three things that keeps people living a long time and living well. And of course, purpose for us is the one thing that we continue to bring up in terms of uh, one of the key secrets to aging beautifully. And uh, and LT's identified that just to his patients. Well, this is yeah. Most of you are like kind of wondering where do I start to start aging well? It would be find a purpose. Would you agree with that, LT? Yeah, it, it's finding, you know, finding a purpose, finding a vision. And, and, you know, we talk about that a lot and we hear it a lot in seminars and people know that that's what they have to do. The problem is, though, is that people get stuck on, but I, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my vision is. And, and so then they just stop. Like they don't, yeah. rather than actually going after to, to actually discover that and, and look for it, they literally just stop in their tracks. So it's almost like, um, you know, looking for something that you, you think it's not, it doesn't exist. So therefore you just kind of give up completely. Yeah. And, but that's could be devastating because two, three, four, five years, 10, 20 years go by and then realize going, oh, I really should have sat down even for five minutes to think about it, you yeah. know? Well, as you say this, and as you, as, as you say this demo, um, we're, LT and I are here in Sydney for an event called Experts Academy by Brendan Burchard, and he shared during the event that the fifth most highest selling book of all time is Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. Yeah, love it. And and for those uh, listening that haven't read The Alchemist, The Alchemist describes um, a young boy who essentially goes on a quest to find his purpose. But the thing is, he he faces like what many would call insurmountable challenges. Now, don't give away the ending, all right? That's okay. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. So it's a great book to read. It's a great book to read because it's just that story of struggle. Rather than going, I don't know what it is. Okay, I'll just go back to mediocrity. It's a great. The reason why it's the fifth highest selling book in the history of the world. Yeah, f- yeah, most read book in the world. Just think about this, though, right? Most people think that purpose is something like once you find it, it defines you, and that's it. For some people it is, but for some people it's not. You know, for me, like, yeah. I, I, like there's might be a grander purpose, but to be honest with you, I don't. Re- I would be honest right here on this podcast to say I don't know what my true, true, true purpose is, right? And the end of the day, but I know that what I'm doing right now fulfills me, and I know that I'm helping making an impact in the world. Yeah, is that my true purpose? I think it is right now, but ask me five years from now. Yeah, you know, ask, on this podcast. Question about that because that just raises a few questions for me, LT. Because when I look at you and watch what you're doing, and I've seen you grow a lot over the last few years, um, and for me, it's you're a bit like uh, Marcus is my great mate Trevor Hendy, in that you kind of just feel your way through life. It's not like you're not too cerebral about it. It appears to me that you kind of feel your heartfelt way through life, and so it's almost like. It's not that you're consciously aware of your purpose, but it appears to me that just like finding a current or ripping the waves, you're just on that and you're following the flow, going with the flow, because it's heartfelt. Would, yeah. would you agree with that? I'll, I'll, yeah, totally. I'll give you the, the best example I heard. And this when I heard this example, it, it really opened my eyes and it made total sense to me. I've kind of mentioned on other podcasts, I think I might have mentioned it on Champions Mind, but... Uh, so I'll, I'll tell the story, right? I learned this from uh, a seminar um, I did five years ago. It was, I think it was called Money and You, and it's not even available anymore in, in Australia. Um, but it was just a fascinating seminar. And one of the things that they talked about was finding your true purpose. And so they, they used the analogy of a, of a honeybee, right? So to the honeybee, like if you think like I'm a honeybee, what's my true purpose as a honeybee? Well, from a honeybee's perspective, my true purpose is collect honey, right? 
you know, it's to grab honey, bring it back to my hive, uh, take, take the nectar, and then, you know, make honey. That's like, that's my true purpose yeah. as a honeybee, right? And you sort of think, that's great. You know, the honeybee thinks that the it's all soul, whole soul purpose in life, <laughs> or how long it live, lives for, that's is to just. Life. To, I'm done. Yep. That's a box of tea. Yep. yep. I, that's, I'm driven to take nectar. You know, bring it back to the honeybee. You know, demo. I'm sure you'll correct me. That's probably not exactly how it happens, but <laughs> for the context of the rest of the world, the bee people will call us again. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. So, but that, yeah. so that's the, in, in the honeybee's mind. That's its true purpose. So that's most of us. Like we think we found the true purpose, and that's exactly what we do, and we stick with it. Some people don't even know what they do. They just kind of fly. And they get lost and they, you know, they move on, <laughs> they yeah. get eaten by something else. Or they think that that's exactly what there is. However, like if you think about it, like how do flowers, you know, get pollinated? From well, bees. Yeah, from bees, right? Yeah. So what happens when the bee is actually, you know, sucking nectar, you know, that thing is just true purpose. The side effect of that is that the bee, let's just say we'll call it a she, um, it, oh, actually, no, it's he, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> so the bee is actually collecting pollen as a side effect as it's sucking nectar. And then as it goes from flower to flower, it's passing on and cross-pollinating mm. different flowers. And this is how growth of flowers is, right? It's the side effect. And you know what? The bee can't see that. All it sees is one directional thing. It's almost like the um, just that's all it has filters for is to know that grab nectar, go to go back to hive. Yeah. Right, but what is leaving the trail of is beautiful flowers for us to all to appreciate. Now, what I'm saying is, for us, sometimes what we think the true purpose is, the side effect of because we're following our heart, or following our vision, or the true purpose, we're actually creating a ripple effect that we may not ever, ever see in our life. So, in a human context. If you do something and you follow your true purpose and you're doing, you're, de- you're delivering something of value, and you change someone's life, and that person changes someone else's life, and that person becomes the person who ends up being, I don't know, yeah, the president legacy. of yep. the, you know, whatever, yep. or prime minister of a country, and then all of a sudden, or discovers something that's miraculous, or whatever, or starts a charity that changes thousands or millions of lives, you had an impact in that, yeah, and so now you can think. You, but you would have gone through your whole entire life and you might have even passed on and not have known that you had, it, had an influence in creating a change in the world. So my, the, the, the story ends up by basically thinking about, you know, follow your heart, what's right for you in terms of what you think is right. Sometimes you never discover your true purpose because it's perpendicular to your vision. Wow. Sometimes you never discover your true purpose because it's perpendicular to your vision. Yeah, it's powerful. You just hit me right at the end. So for me, this sounds like you have parents listening who have kids and they're doing their thing and they're preparing meals for their children and they're not really seeing the bigger picture of things. And then I just heard someone say this morning, the most favorite memories of my childhood were the meal times with my parents or with my family. And at the time, mum might be going, oh, got to get dinner done and laundry's going and got to get kids ready for bed after that and all the rest. And so they're like just doing the bee thing, doing the bee thing, doing the bee thing. But what you're saying is perpendicular to that is a whole grander scale, like a legacy. Yeah. So perpendicular to everything that you're doing is a legacy that you may never see and you might not even be fully aware of right now 
doesn't mean it's not happening. Well, I mean, you, I, I don't, I don't know if any of this stuff is true. As I, what I'm going to say next, right? But just think about, you know, say one of the top. Think of the most influential person, one of the most influential people in the world, like anybody. Like you can think of Martin Luther King, who changed, uh, you know, uh, segregation in the states. Or you can think about, um, you know, uh, Mandela. You know, think of those great, or even Mother Teresa. They all had parents, or they all had mothers who took care of them. Or maybe didn't take care of them, you know, whatever struggle they had to go through. Now, that happened in an environment. I'm sure, like, you know, Nelson Mandela would give credit to, to his mother or, go, you know, give credit to his friends, you know. But someone had to teach that friend to become that way for him to influence in that way. And then, you know, in the culture of, you know, two generations before that, that causes that. So we don't really know where, you know, if Nelson Mandela would have become who he was if he didn't meet that friend yeah. who had that influence from his mother or, you know, who knows, right? I'm just making this up. But what I'm saying is that we don't know where our legacy is going to be. We don't know where, um, who we're going to impact in our life. We don't know the trail that we leave behind. So I say, don't stress about it. You know, just do do the things that you love that follows your heart. But at the same time, obviously, we live in a world that, you know, it's not just about just following your heart because, you know, we live in a world of economy. We do have an economy where we actually do create value for people. And then in exchange for that, we get money. So if you can live in a world that you can actually create massive value to people and that fulfills you and fulfills people's lives, you know what? You are going to get fulfilled in return. And I think in, and that that is the driver. And to know that that helps other people as well i think that touches most people's lives and get inspired by it and that's what i'm inspired by i want to try to change millions of lives i don't know how i'm going to do that but you know i know that we do that through the podcast and the wellness guys i think i do that through um you know helping other uh chiropractors you know better their business is is it always about no of course not about money it's about helping them build a better impact and help them communicate better messages to people and then for what you know you know, that chiropractor, for example, one client that I help, he's going to be able to help one person I know is going to get better health and they shift their paradigm in health and they're going to change their life. And guess what? That child, or the, that mother now decides to help that child and that child changes and he has a viewpoint of health that's completely different. Yeah. I had an impact in that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And that makes you feel good. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Oh, so much gold there, LT. MP, oh, I think we've been blessed. I know that you've been blessed to spend time with uh, LT and cuddle up at night time, wake up in the morning, his hair's still perfect. Does it scratch the back of your head? Uh, but I was just thinking, um, how blessed are we to have LT on our show? And for all our listeners out there that uh, and you can hear him on Inside the Champion's Mind, but you can also hear him at the Wellness Summit coming up in just only, what is it, a couple Less of weeks? Less than five weeks. Time, weeks. It's coming it? up so, quick, so it's starting to ramp up. Yeah, 16th, 17th of August, 2014. If you haven't bought tickets yet, you really should because it is going to be an unbelievable event uh, with nine amazing speakers and, um, and, and and exhibitors like you've never seen before. So um, I'm pumped about it. I'm really looking forward to it. I know you boys are looking forward to it. And LT, thanks so much for joining us on 100 Not Out. It's, it's been a pleasure to be uh, on this podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's been wonderful. Well, remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide in any number of ways. Do you believe that LT's hair is the same 24-7? Um, <laughs> you can leave all kinds of questions and feedback on that very topic at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, check out 
us check us out on Facebook, facebook.com uh, forward slash 100 not out. That's all words. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.